0: Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for tuning in this week. I'm Hunter Braddon here with my co-host, Matthew Salerno, and this week we'll be talking about the ideas of surviving versus thriving. Matt, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Uh, So last week we left you guys with an activity, as always, um, and we wanted you all to try and practice or improve and implement uh, some form of positive self-talk in your life uh, throughout that week and um you know one way that i did this um i actually had to do it last night um i was struggling with some homework this week um some difficult problem sets um and usually what i do is uh, i kind of give up on myself and you know i tell myself i'm not smart enough for this uh move on to the next homework assignment maybe come back to <coughs> it later um which you know that that works um but this week instead, uh, I decided to tell myself, you know, um, there's somebody out there in the world that understands this. Um, so if someone else can understand it, it, it does make sense. So I should be able to understand it. Yeah. Um, and you know, just giving myself that, uh, just like reaffirming to myself that I can do it. Um, and that is possible. Definitely helped me because, uh, I wanted to get to bed and that was definitely the motivation I needed to finish up my work.
0: How about you Hunter? How did you how did you implement? Uh so one of the things that I talked about was hanging up encouraging little I guess quotes or mantras to get you through your days or just like to look at when you start when you start your day. And so what I uh what I did was one thing that I really like is the saying how you do anything is, or how you yeah, how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, so I just throw that on a little post it note and put it in the top left corner of my mirror. So every day when I'm getting ready, just look up there and see that. It's a nice little start to the day. Yeah, I like that. That's thank you.
1: It's a good idea. Um, so jumping into the thrive versus survive um, mindset. Um, I guess we'll first talk about some signs that you're surviving. Um okay. I think it's probably quite obvious that it's much better to thrive than survive in the environment that you're in. Of course, um you don't want to be you know, if you're an animal, you don't want to be running away from predators. Mm-mm. You want to be the predator who is thriving in the environment, um living well, living comfortably. Um similarly, um you don't want to be the human being who's poor and, you know, just barely surviving, getting by. Um, you want to be the one who's thriving, um, providing for their family. Um, so definitely, um, you know, thriving is the way to go over surviving, um, Mm -hmm. kind of self-explanatory, but, um, you know, some people don't always look at it that way. Um, you know, I'm definitely guilty of this. A lot of times when I wake up in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, or even just before I go to bed, um, I look at the day ahead of me. And, you know, I, I kind of go through it, like the timeline of what I have to do. Um, the hard parts, the easy parts, you know. What I'm looking forward to, what I'm not looking forward to. Um, and typically where my mind goes automatically is, okay, well, I just got to get through this part of my day. Yeah. Um, I just have to, you know, get through this activity or finish this part. Or once I get to, you know, 2 o'clock, I'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be a good day uh, after that. Um, and, you know that people use that as a way to cope with uh you know stressful days or you know tough days ahead. Yeah. But there's definitely a better way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um and so just to just to bring up some signs that this might be what you're doing. Um first off if you're telling yourself I just need to get through this, I just need to do this. Um another sign is if you constantly find yourself choosing the path of least resistance
0: yes um Napoleon said the path of least resistance makes all rivers and some men crooked I like that <laughs> that's pretty good
1: um yeah if you're taking the path of least resistance um you're just trying to get through something um the usual way out. To, yeah you're just trying to the bare minimum to get
0: through you know yeah if you have to write a paper and it has to be five pages you just mm-hmm or 1,500 words, you just stop right at five pages or 1,500 words. You know, you don't you don't try to, quote, unquote, I guess, thrive and mm-hmm. go above and beyond the expectations.
1: Yeah, your focus is definitely on... Your focus is not on doing well and excelling. It's just on getting through something. Checking um, the box off. Exactly, checking the box. And that's something you don't want to do. You don't want to go through life just checking boxes. Um, because, you know, if you think about... If you think about all the people you need in your life, um, your lawyer, your accountant, your, you know, your spouse, you don't want them to just be checking the box when it yeah. comes to you. Especially your doctor. Um, your to doctor. imagine exactly. if your doctor just Perfect checked example. the box
0: off and he was test get doing like a, I don't know, like a manogram for a woman or something. and Exactly. you know, that would, that would not be good because you know, your your healthcare would be terrible. Yeah.
1: The doctor saying to himself, all I got to do is get through this last appointment and I'm good for the day. So, you know. They check your ears, your mouth, your throat. They go through it really quick. And they're like, all right, yeah, cough for me. You sound good. Yeah.
0: Um, really, you have strep throat or something, they yeah. don't catch it, and then here you are dying a week later. Exactly. You do <laughs> not terrible. want that. Terrible, no.
1: Um, so try and think of it from that perspective. Um, don't take the path of the least resistance, because even if it's not affecting you, <coughs> it could be affecting someone else, yeah. um, and you don't want someone else to be doing the same no. um, to you. Not at no. Uh, another example um, is that you're being more reactive than proactive. Mm. Um, so kind of on the, along the same lines, um, if you are trying to excel at something, you're going to think ahead. You're going to be proactive. You're going to say, "How can I do well at this? How can I, how can I fix this? How can I, you know, succeed and do better at this?" Whereas if you're just trying to get through something, you're just taking on the obstacles as they come. Um,
0: and you're you're reacting, not being proactive. Yeah, you know, and uh, something about the, you know, just trying to get through the day or through mm-hmm. whatever you're facing in the moment. Uh, you know, he said it's a very common mindset that we all have, <clears throat> and you know it's very true. Uh, I was actually watching a TED Talk this week about it, and there was this lady who her entire life, up until a certain point, she. Just lived her life in fifteen minute intervals, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking like if I just get through this fifteen minutes, I'll be done. And then every time the fifteen minutes ends, the little cycle is over, it would reset, and she would just go her entire day going through these fifteen minute cycles. Um, and I guess her one of her dreams was to get on the show Survivor, mm-hmm. and she somehow you know got on it, and she just continued to you know have that mindset. Oh, I just gotta get through this week. Gotta get through. This task, whatever it might be. And it was this, you know, never ending cycle where um, just one more experience she had to get through. And it was sort of going back to uh, what we've talked about before is how, at least I believe, that there's no finish line in life, which Mm -hmm. is a scary thing. Um, That's something different than this. But that's sort of how she was, you know, I guess, continuing to live on on survival Mm -hmm. or survivor, sorry. Uh, And she was always. Something she said was that she was always looking ahead till tomorrow, and she would, you know, she would have a bad day, and she would say, Oh, it's okay. Tomorrow will be a better day. And Mm -hmm. then she got to tomorrow, and it was the same thing Oh, tomorrow is going to be a better day. You can skip through this, and you'll be on, you know, uh, grass is always greener. Well, uh, I guess at one point, one of their tasks was to swim to this, it was like a like a buoy or something or it was floating underwater and it had a key and the first person to get to it and open the box and get the key won a party and I think like a night and they got to sleep on this this big yacht um, with everybody else on their team mm-hmm. and she said that you know when she had to do that because she had never she didn't really swim at all she had no sort of physical uh, I guess prowess like that was you know gonna help her get through this task, and she said that when she got to that task, you know one of her teammates or I guess one of the other people that she was competing with maybe, um sort of hyped her up and was like oh like you can do this like you know like your time is now, and she said that it changed her life. Uh, all she had to do was dive in and swim her little heart out, um, and she just continued to talk about how it's very important to live each day joyfully and gratefully and that your moment is now and you know, not tomorrow, not two hours from now. It wasn't yesterday. It's now. And so always, if you, oh, sorry, if you always, uh, live with this sort of mindset and belief in the power of now, you will, you know, be able to thrive for, mm-hmm. you know, years to come.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, The power of now is something very important because, um, in my opinion, one of the worst pains in life is the pain of regret. Yes. Um, and a lot of, a lot of times we face regret because we took things for granted Mm -hmm. in the moment we had them. And then in the future we look back and say that, you know, like, oh, I missed that. Um, like, oh, you know, I wish I would have done this differently while I had the chance. I wish I would have said I love you while so-and-so is still yeah. alive. Um, and those those are probably like the deepest pains that you can have because there's no way to fix them. That you
0: can't relive. Like it's, it's done over. is done. Exactly. You, know, you can't go back to, you know, like you said, to the person that you loved and so oh, I'm sorry for the argument. Or, mm-hmm. you know, an example from my life was over spring break. I, uh, I did a 10K and uh except the day before i probably should have eaten a little less but i had too much in my stomach and so for the last mile it was just terrible my plan was to you know i wanted to just go all out on that last mile and uh kill it but you know when i got to like the last two tenths of it i was right i was about to cross the finish line my stomach was just feeling terrible i thought i was gonna puke um and so i wasn't able to give it my all I, i guess i still was able to do as well as i could have in that moment but you know, the regret of not being able to go faster because of, you know, a mistake that I made that I couldn't undo. Mm-hmm. I, I had to live with the consequences of it. And that was definitely like a minor example, but yeah. it still just goes to show that regret is a uh, a terrible thing to have to deal with.
1: Yeah, because uh, you know, if you're if you're going through your life surviving and you just keep telling yourself, I just gotta get through this, I just gotta get through this, you're never telling yourself, I just gotta enjoy this. I have yeah. to you're not saying let me let me make this last as long as possible. Mm-hmm. You're saying, let me make this last as short as possible. Yes. And then when it's over, it's gone forever. Um, you know, not to not to dive too deep into regret and, you know, mm-hmm. segue into another topic. <laughs> um, there's a quote by Anne Frank that says, dead people receive more flowers than the living ones because regret is stronger than gratitude. Um, and, you know, that really, that really hits hard. Uh, that's very deep quote um because you know you you never you don't get time back no. it's, it's the one thing what was it you said to me the other day it's time? it's
0: the one commodity that it's once it's gone you just can't get it back you know you can't you can't buy more time it's mm-hmm. uh it's rather unfortunate cuz time is it's the most valuable asset we have mm-hmm. uh more valuable than any cash any real estate any any stocks you'll ever own anything um, because you can always get you can always buy another house or another car or another phone but when time is gone that's it you know you lose those seconds and time is money exactly
1: and you know you're going to lose a lot of time by just surviving um, and getting Mm -hmm. through
0: your days Um, before you know it you're 60 years old and you know your, your life's almost well hopefully not almost over but you know you've gone through life just just, you know, oh, tomorrow's my, tomorrow's my day. And, you know, it's got to get through this moment. And you just, if you can't cherish the moment, it's it's going to end up coming back to bite you in the butt. Mm-hmm.
1: There's, a, there's a song called Five More Minutes by Scotty hmm. Um I would definitely recommend listening to it. Um, basically talks about the person, you know, um, like high school football at their last game, final whistle blows. And, you know, the kid's crying, saying to the coach, I wish I could just have five more minutes, um, you know, to go play. Um, you know, a loved one dies. Oh, I wish I just had five more minutes, you know, like, talk to them. Um, and that's a great song. That really, I mean, <laughs> it's a depressing song, in my opinion. It makes me sad because, you know, it makes me realize that time is so, so precious. Um, and, you know, that's just to wrap it back into Survivor's Thrive, uh, regret is going to be probably the biggest consequence you will suffer from yes. uh, a survival attitude. Um, so I'm just continuing to exist. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you should definitely avoid that. So, you know, jumping into thriving now, um, a lot of people may be asking, well, how do I thrive? Like, like define thriving, um, like define success. Um, and, you know, it's really hard in a broad term to say like what is success um so for me personally what I like to do is I like to divide my life up into um different sectors um and usually I I divide it up into five different sectors um there's like the physical health aspect of your life um there's like the mental, intellectual aspect of your life. There's a spiritual aspect of your life. Um, there's the social aspect of your life. Um, and there's a financial aspect of your life. Um, and by compartmentalizing your life, um, it makes it a lot easier, at least for males. Males, male brains uh, are very good at compartmentalizing. Oh, really? Um, yeah.
0: Is there any reason why females... I guess aren't good at compartmentalizing. I wouldn't
1: say females aren't, oh, okay. but men just do it more. Um, Is there a reason for that? I don't know the reason why. Um, if you look up the Gurian method of okay. teaching, um, you can definitely look into that. That's interesting. Um, it's what my high school was based off of. We were an all guy school. Okay. Um, partnered with an all girl school, mm. and you know Gurian's theory was basically that uh, male brains and female brains are different, um, like very different. They learn like not in a good or bad way, just like. Like we learn differently. Okay. Um, like males have a shorter attention span than females. Mm-hmm. Um so by having an all guy and all girl school, it made it more productive for the guys to learn in you know the most efficient way for their brains and the girls to learn the most efficient way for their brains. Okay. Um That's interesting. So you should definitely look into that. Um but anyways, compartmentalizing, at least for me as a male, is very helpful. Um, you know, if you're female, obviously try it too. Um, but by dividing your life up into different areas, it, it makes, it makes goals seem more attainable. Um, and you can organize your life better. Um, cause if you just say like, I want to be successful, it's like, well, I want to be rich. I want to have a six pack. I want to have, you know, like could be so all spouse, these different things you want to do, all these different things all over the place. Yeah. And it's hard it's to group Too into much. One. Whereas if you say, okay, I have five areas in my life what would I define success financially for me? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it would be making a million dollars a year. That's a quantifiable goal. Yeah. Um, You know, physically, what would success be for me? Uh, This is what I would weigh. This is what I would bench. This is like what my body would look like. Yeah. It makes your life much more organized um, and it's easier to, um, you know, succeed in
0: different areas. Yeah. I I would just say, you know how you were saying like, how do you define success i i think one way to not define success but like just define thriving is sort of like it is it is a desire to go beyond um you know above and beyond not just mm-hmm. bare minimum because you aren't satisfied with that uh, and one thing that i that i found while i was doing some reading was you know it's like to grow or develop well to prosper or flourish i think that's like the def- dictionary definition um and this is Continuing, cha- Continually challenging yourself, uh, you know, you want to be a better person, a better friend, a better student, athlete, whatever it might be. Uh, one problem, though, with this, like you said, if you compartmentalize, mm-hmm. is you have to face trade-offs because, you know, if you're trying to make more money or have better relationships or have a better body, you know, you can't always be doing all of those And so you have to decide, oh, do I want to spend more time at the gym today? Or do I want to spend more time on the field? Or do I want to spend extra time studying for an exam or at work, working on our project? And so it really teaches you, it shows you what's most important to you and it teaches you how to prioritize.
1: Yeah, um, I actually disagree with you a little bit. Okay. Um, I think, yes, you do have to prioritize. And, you know, if I want to reach my physical goal in one month, Mm-hmm. maybe I have to spend 24 hours, seven days a week in a gym. Um, and I won't have time to, you know, excel in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's obviously like very extreme. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, people, people aren't saying like, it's not possible to say this is who I want to be. This is my mm-hmm. perfect vision of myself. Yes. I'm giving myself a month. Uh, <coughs> so because we have time to achieve our goals, um, since they don't happen overnight, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, that you can contribute to every aspect of your life,
0: um, maybe one not day. equally, but. Cause that's what I was going to say is because you can you might be able to do, you know I might be able to work on, you know a startup, mm-hmm. and go to the gym and go to class and sleep and read all in one day, but, it, you know obviously. You don't. You know, I don't yeah. think you have to
1: do it all in one day. Yeah. yeah
0: okay. But I'm saying, over the course of time. Mm-hmm. You can contribute
1: to all of them equally. Oh yes, over the course of time, yes, at a pretty constant rate. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one of my favorite, uh, you know, mentors and people to listen to is Grant Cardone. Um, he's a, a big motivational speaker, real mm-hmm. estate investor, uh, teacher. Um, he says you can make positive changes to dominate every sector of your life right now. You can combine, feed, and strengthen multiple areas at once. As long as you're obsessed with your life and not a sector. So, going back to what I said about spending twenty four hours a day in Mm -hmm. gym, you can't obsess over a sector. You have to focus on dominating life as a whole.
0: Okay. Um, So it's like how I used to tell us in high school to be well rounded students, or like you know. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and you know, I I know I know there's controversy over being well rounded. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, they say the jack of all trades is the master of none. Yeah. Um, Which is obviously true.
0: But I think it's different, though, like, you know, school perspective versus mm-hmm. life, obviously.
1: But who's to say you can't be the smartest guy in the room, the richest guy in the mm-hmm. room, the uh, most fit? Like, oh, yeah, there's, there's no boundaries yeah, no. on life. I um, agree with that. So you can, definitely, you can definitely dominate all areas of your life. And mm-hmm. the key word there is dominate. It's not survive, it's dominate. Like, you want to be the
0: best mm-hmm. at every single thing you do. And, you so know, is that more than thriving, would you say?
1: I I would say it's more than thriving. Okay, okay. I, think, I agree. I think to dominate an area of your life means you have excelled so much at it that you have close to complete control over it. Okay. Um, which, of course, you know, 99% of people aren't going to get to a point in their life where they dominate every aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think that should be the goal. Um and you know...
0: Like his 10x thing, right?
1: Exactly. I, that's one of my favorite things that he says. Um, <laughs> I he says too. to, you know, like imagine all your goals and like all these things you want in your life mm-hmm. and write them all down and then multiply it all by 10 and have that be... Your, so if your goal is to make a million dollars a year, say, okay, I got to make $10 million a year and shoot for 10. Because if you shoot for 10... You might not get it, but you might end up at like six, seven million dollars a year.
0: Exactly. So you, so, you far, you... so you far so you far surpass that one million. That exactly. You...
1: By multiplying your your dreams and goals by ten, you are exceeding the mental limit you put on yourself. Because mm-hmm. really, when we set goals, sometimes we're setting mental limits for ourselves. Oh, I um, agree. Like I mean, like it may be the loftiest goal I've ever heard of, and you know. Like this is like if I just achieved this, I would be happy, mm-hmm. but I'm still setting a limit on myself, um, yes, because there's so much more that the human can achieve
0: yeah it's um it's kind of like the forty percent rule uh mm-hmm. where when you think that you've given it your all this is sort of more for physical activity and exercise, but I think you can apply it to other aspects of your life uh you know when you think you're when you think you're done, you have to give up, really, your body is only given forty percent of its total effort or capacity like the max maximum that I can give Um, You know, so you're only giving 40% of your effort. You still have 60% of the way to go Mm -hmm. and you know, most people never realize that and end up going past that 40% and so they always stop at 40% but really there's still more than half of their potential that they can unlock and utilize in their life for positive change to go on to dominate in you know financially physically Relationship wise, you know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and people may not believe that they may think that they're always pushing themselves to the limit, and once they stop, that was as far as they could go. But, uh, like the truth of the matter is, like when your brain is telling you to stop, hmm, it's not because it can't take anymore, it's because it doesn't want to take anymore, yeah. Um, and it, it does have the capacity, and it, it might be the most painful thing you've ever experienced, but you do have more in you, regardless of
0: if you think you don't. Yeah, you got to go out of that comfort zone and do what you don't want to do because that's where the true growth happens.
1: Exactly. Um, another quote I would like to mention um, is by Bill Gates. He says, if you are born poor, it's not your fault. If you stay poor, shame on you.
0: Oh, yes, I love that one. Uh, <laughs> you know,
1: Some people might not like to hear that, but the truth of the matter is, You know, if you're born poor, it's not your fault. We're all born in different circumstances. Yeah, can't control that. Um, Zero control over that. If you stay poor, that is completely in your power. No one is telling you what you can and can't do. You have control over your life. Um, And that kind of goes back to the growth and fixed mindset. If you're not willing to grow and you're just trying Mm -hmm. to have a fixed mindset and just survive and, you know, like you don't – you're not reaching for something – higher than yourself um then you're gonna stay poor you're gonna stay fat you're gonna you know
0: you're gonna stay where you don't want to be yeah um one thing though that i would like to qualify that statement or that quote with is that i think it partially does depend though like on what you know what part of the world you're born into because mm -hmm. while it would be great for somebody living in sub-saharan africa to you know be able to change our circumstances like just statistically speaking, you know, like, or like people in the Middle East or in certain parts of Asia, they probably don't, like, they don't have the means to, you know, change their situation that much. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess here in developed countries like the U.S. and Europe, where all these resources abound and where we have all these potential opportunities to go seek out, um, that definitely rings true. I guess wanted to, mm-hmm. like, put that out there so people don't yeah. think we're, like, you know, a bunch of cruel, evil, inconsiderate people.
1: Of course. Um, and, you know, like, being born in a situation like that, <clears throat> like, it's nearly impossible. Like, there are some situations where it is nearly impossible to get out.
0: Yeah, because, like, when you have to, you know, walk five miles a day to get your water or to be constantly searching for food to eat or to provide for your family or, you know, how to get around whatever sickness you're battling, you know, that's, gonna, that's what your focus is going to be. Your focus isn't going to be, oh how can I go make money today? Or, oh, how can I achieve this goal? Because those people, mm-hmm. you know, in their situations, they can't even have goals because they're just focused on, they're in the survival, they're surviving, but that's, you know, because of those circumstances, they can't really do anything else about it.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think, even if you are in a situation like that, you should never tell yourself it's impossible to get out. Because, one, even if it is impossible, by telling yourself it's impossible, you eliminate all hope, mm-hmm. which eliminates... A large source of happiness in your life because people in those type of situations, their happiness comes from hope and you know faith that things will change, and two, if you tell yourself that it's impossible to get out, a lot of times you will be in a situation where it's not actually impossible to get out, and you're setting a limit on yourself that will keep you in that situation, Um, because you know there's plenty of athletes, there's plenty of rappers, there's plenty of there's plenty of people who came from situations where everyone looked at it and said, like this kid's gonna become a drug dealer, like you can't like you don't you just don't come out of this mm-hmm. city, like yeah, yeah. this town. Like like no one does. Um <clears throat> and you know it's also tough when you're like no one has done it before. Oh um, yeah first. Yeah, it's easy to tell yourself it's impossible.
0: because mm-hmm. um, you haven't seen it done before. Exactly. And so if you haven't seen something done, you don't You likely don't have anybody to look to for help or support or like a you know a mentor, Uh, and so when there's nobody there to give you direction in your life or just be there to support you, it's it's tough because you know when you when you get to the point where you do want to stop or you want to give in or give up to the pain and the suffering, if nobody's there to tell you to keep going and to push you, what's stopping you? Right? Mm -hmm. It's just you know humans don't like pain. If we can avoid pain, we will, and so...
1: The, the easiest excuse is to tell yourself it's impossible, and you're trying and going through all this for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that will make someone quit immediately, because why, why would you put yourself through pain and discomfort for nothing? Like, absolutely nothing. There's no reason to. Yeah, it's like um, masochists.
0: They just hurt themselves because they like pain. There's no reason to do that. Exactly. It's stupid.
1: <laughs> and we're assuming that most of you all aren't masochists. I would hope um, not. And... Yeah, you, should, you definitely should, you should seek to thrive no matter what situation you're in, because by seeking to thrive, you will eliminate the mental barriers that you're putting on yourself mm-hmm. by just merely trying to survive. Yeah.
0: Another thing that I think is important is to surround yourself with fellow thrivers. Mm-hmm. And I think this is important just for, just in general, um... You know, who you surround yourself with is very important because they are likely who you spend most of your time with and who will have the greatest influence on you. Uh, And if you surround yourself with a bunch of people who are just lazy, complacent survivors, that's probably how you'll end up because, you know, everybody around you does that. And so why shouldn't you... Sort of going back to, like, if nobody's ever made it out of your town or wherever you're from, you know... Why should you make it out? like why are you gonna be the one uh mm-hmm. and one thing that people might have heard before is that your net worth is the sum of your five closest friends, and I know there's some controversy around that, but I think that's i I do think that in general, who you surround yourself with is very indicative of uh you know how you'll how you'll end up or how you'll at least behave or act or like your mindset mm-hmm. and so you know those things we have very direct control over. So why not place yourself, surround yourself with people who are like-minded in terms of ambition and you know where they want to go in life.
1: Yeah, it's funny you bring up that quote because, um, I, I've always been uh, a pretty fervent believer in it mm-hmm. um, until today. I watched I watched <laughs> a a video by Grant Cardone and he said, um, you know, people say that like the people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the sum of their net worth, whatever is like your net worth, and he said, "Well, I hung out today with an eight year old a six year old his two <laughs> daughters, my wife, and my bodyguard. so the four people I hung out with today, according to this rule, mm-hmm. my net worth should like be cut by like a thousand percent
0: well, I don't know if so with that quote, I don't know if it's actually I don't know if the intent was to say." Like their actual net worth, or if it was meant for yeah. like the quality of the people. Because mm-hmm. I th- I think you know, when I think of it, I think of the quality of the people who are around me and how like you know if they're ambitious or if they have lofty goals or if they're just in general good people. I guess you could apply it to the net worth thing, like a monetary net worth. But when I think of it, so there's the, I want to make a distinction because you could think of it that way, but I, I don't. Do mm-hmm. that's a good example. Yeah, that's that,
1: what you just said is basically what he was trying to get at. Is that um, like what people have doesn't define them and no, doesn't define you? Yeah. It's What they do? Yeah. And he said, you know, like the things my wife does for me, the things my kids do for me, what this bodyguard does for me, like, like they're critical for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I couldn't like I wouldn't be able to do the things I do without the support of my wife and the motivation my kids bring me, um, and obviously the protection of my bodyguard. Of course. Um, so it, it's not. It's not about what people
0: have it's about you know what they're doing Mm -hmm. so let's see the so I guess every week we try to come up with a challenge for you all and Matt had a pretty good idea for this week so would you like to share that with us
1: of course um so this is actually an activity I've tried out myself um and it's definitely been very helpful for me um and it's when you wake up in the morning and you're you're doing the survival um thought process and saying you know this is the worst part of my day I just need to get through this I'm dreading this um and the activity that I encourage you all to try out um is to take that part of that of your day that you're not looking forward to and find a way that you can dominate that activity and thrive to make it the most successful part of your day and the best part of your day. Um, so for me, oftentimes, waking up in the morning and having to go work out is part of the day I dread the most. Um, it's the most strenuous. Um, and so by waking up in the morning and saying, okay, I'm going to dominate this workout. Um, I know I have bench press today. I'm going to like hit a PR. I'm going to get more reps than last week. Mm-hmm. By doing that and having something to look forward to um, to dominating you you forget about the whole uh, just get through this the power and. of now mm-hmm. and you start like you get excited about this part of the day that you 're dreading um, so I would definitely encourage you all to try that um, it 's helped me wake up and feel less stressed on days where I have a lot of things i don 't want to do um, and it 's definitely made me a happier person, even if it doesn 't help you do better in that activity it will at least um encourage you to change the way you think about it um and it'll definitely make you happier
0: mm. i'm excited to try that tomorrow i already have some ideas of what it could be uh for me uh but you know i just want to thank you all for listening to our podcast again we hope that you enjoyed it and that you were able to gain something from it again please feel free to reach out to us on anchor hopefully we catch you catch next week and so then remember to cut the BS every day.